back to old school with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are live back at the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, 84th and Havelock, where we're having a drawing for the uh, signed Mike Rozier jersey. You want to sign up right there? Um, while Kenny signs that autograph right there, Jay Foreman, Kenny Wilhite. We're going to talk a little Husker basketball, following the Northwestern. Uh, see, he left it with a thorn in their side. 68-63, an effort. A little too late for this, this Husker team uh, from the injuries. Two big injuries to Gary. And um, and Vandermel, the uh, I wouldn't say the cost, but the energy. energy. And, and um, you know, and they're they're two of the main that were. I think when Fred right before the season was talking about he wanted to get, you know, uh, put together a better team. Those are two guys that really embody that. Both of them that can create their own uh, points and are active. Gary extremely active on offense and defensive uh, boards can guard and switch, you know, at least one through four, uh, get out on the break. And Bandamel is probably one of the best on-the-ball defenders uh, that they had in the nation. That really clamped, you know, Purdue game where you think where they got hosed essentially at home, at home. against Purdue, uh, they were a big part of it. So this is the first game that Nebraska had to, you know, plays, especially without Bandamel being out. There's might be a, there's a small chance that Gary could come back, but, you know, obviously he's not back anytime soon. So I, I – think it was a little bit of a shock, right? Where you, you know, you're like, oh man, we not only lost one guy, but two, because you can go through that, kind of like feel sorry for yourself. But it was a perfect opportunity because Northwestern had COVID complications for like a week. Eight days? Eight days, and they just played two days before, so you know they wasn't in truly game shape. No. And it seems to be like Northwestern against everybody else in the Big Ten, they're not a good shooting team except for uh, against Nebraska. What did you see when you when you saw or when you watched that game? What was what was one of the things that really uh, stood out to you? I just think they got too many open looks. Right. I mean, like you said, they they lost their their key defensive player. But right. It's next man up. Right. So, From opportunity. opportunity. I mean, you're Division One, Power Five. You're at a program like Nebraska. This is an opportunity for you to cement yourself, I and mean, because you got to think, Ben Demel only had one year. So yes. if you're like Lawrence. Or somebody like that, you got to think, okay, I'm, I'm positioning myself not only to finish the season out strong, but to start next year. Um, and we're t- I think we're too far into the season to, be, to have the excuse of they don't know or they don't have experience. Because the one thing that I will say about this team versus last year's team, you can see the emphasis on defense. defense. So it just didn't stop with the five guys that were the starters. Everybody know what the stand. Everybody knows what the standard is this year, and what really helped Nebraska, uh, you know, beat Creighton, uh, beat Iowa, beat Ohio State was the defensive rotations and the energy that they were bringing. So the at least what these new guys could have done. And when you're thinking about new starters, you're thinking even with Tamanaga, you know, usually coming off the bench, but really Jamarcus Lawrence is the defensive energy. Now look, you can't really say anything to them. Because they had 22 and 12. And the guys that were uh, supposed to be your bell cows didn't show up. So it was next, the next man, man up stood up. Now what we need is the guys that were supposed to be standing up to stand up even higher. And, uh, you know, it, 
what we need is is the Derek Walker and those guys to really step up with the, you know them Diggum smacks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I mean, this is his team, right? He he's got to get them going. He's right. got to be that guy to get the team going. You always say uh, this is player driven. Yeah. So as the leader, he's got to get those guys going. Right. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, Derek Walker been really consistent all year. He's kind of a power forward center, center where he's he's phenomenal going downhill. I think the offense, even last year, was more efficient running through him. His ability to pass, ability to get to the rim, his ability to be effective against taller players. Um, I would have liked to have seen those guys. When you think of, like, when I look at Sam Greasel, who's been really, really good, and, and D. Walker, you got to think Sam Greasel took five shots and D. Walker took six. That's not enough. I'd like the both of them to have ten. Ten at least. Each. 20, at least. 20, 20 shots in between those two. Yes. Um, just because even, you know, the little shots that they, they took, Sam was three of five and Derek was uh, three of six. So what I'd like to have seen just from my perspective is, yes, it's great that Kase was, he came out on fire. He had 22 and you like to see Jamarcus Lawrence, you know, he, him playing well where he was four of eight for three, four, nine from the field, right? He had 12 points, but I would have like to give away a few of those points in attempts from, from you know, for, for them to give it to Sam and D. Walker because when your bell cows are rolling, then that brings in C.J. Wilcher a little bit more, uh, Wilhelm Bradenbach a little bit more. Then you can get Denim Dawson a little bit going a little bit more uh, as far as getting out on the break. And I think because those two not only control the pace on offense, they control the pace on defense as well. And through their offense, because they, they're able to gut punch the defense. Yes. You know, they're able to get downhill, kick out for open threes, which then raises up their three-point percentage. Then they're able to get downhill, score, get downhill, dish. So then you're able to slow the, the, the game down because now you can get a more offensive rebound chances. So when you think of Tominaga and you look at Jamarcus Lawrence, you know, they shot 17 threes between both of them. Well, guess what happens? Offensive rebounds are going to be down. More fast break opportunities for the defense team. for Northwestern. Defensive rotations are going to be a mm-hmm. little bit off because now you're playing chase mode versus now we're attacking, attacking. mode and we're kind of can suffocate you down on that side of the court and then go into retreat and, and recover mode. I think if Nebraska could get back to that, um, uh, after this, I think they got you know, which you want to probably want to get some get back in you know, the sense of. You feel like you're out there at Maryland tomorrow at 3.30. A very winnable game because Maryland's up and down this year. So hopefully we're catching down. And and this might be a game. Okay. Go on the road. You know how it is. You know, being playing the pros, we lost a game at home. You should have won. You get to go on the road where you can focus. And you go to Maryland team that's probably thinking, they look horrible against Northwestern in College Park. We'll catch them sleeping. Oh, we can just go out to a couple parties on Friday right. night, you know, and then catch them sleeping. We can Three. catch them sleeping. Yep. And so then if you can do that, then you come back or then you go on the road again. And I don't know if they come back to Nebraska or just head over to Illinois. They play an Illinois team that's starting to really catch their their second win, per se, starting to play like they're, they want. But Nebraska always matches up well against Illinois. And even when Illinois was really, really ranked high. So these next two games, if they can go one at one, one and one, I think they'll be right back on track, you know, because um, and they're both winnable games. But I think this Maryland game is really, really huge for them. One thing I want to ask you about in a portable from 
football to basketball, basketball to football, is starting slow. Can't start you, slow. Can't still. You see it sometimes in football where you – I always say you're kind of like tiptoeing in the cold water versus like – you know how it is when you – hey, it's a hot day, we hot, we got to jump in there jump right in, in the deep end. Why do you think that is with, with either the basketball team where they sometimes, especially on the road, you got to start fast? You've seen it with Northwestern. Yes. And you've seen it with teams that came in here. You start fast. You kind of take the air out of the building. What is, it, what is it that you see that they can maybe try and do from your experience to start a little bit faster? I, I, don't, I can't put my finger on it. Right. It's just something you can't put your finger on. You always say we have to start fast. We right. have to start fast. Whether it's at home or on the road. Right. It's, you know, even with football. Right, yeah. You know, it's, it happened a lot. And you can't put your finger on it, so you try to, try, to, try to do something different. Right. Practice. Practice. Even, like, leading up to the game. Right. You may take out a, a period or two pregame. Right. Less time on the on field. On the field. Stay in the locker room a right. little longer. But it's, it's, it's something that if you – knew the answer to yeah it wouldn't be happening it wouldn't be right happening. <laughs> yeah because you know the thing is that's funny is that you could change one thing it works one week and try to do it the next like, week and you back at ground zero so then it's like all that was for nothing um i think it's more or less a it's on the individuals it's on, you know, it's I, on I the mean, individual I, I just always and, and trust me look we could be on the radio and try to act like we ain't never been sluggish out the out the gate we know we have. We know we have. Nobody's but, perfect. W- w- nobody's perfect. And, but I do feel like this. I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself, and I can, almost, I can guesstimate for you, is that we had the mindset enough that we had enough self-reflection. All right, Jay, we need to get it, we going. Need to get it going. Kenny, come on now. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. We got to do so. We, can, we, we have a talk with ourselves Selves. or even in the middle of a series. Come on now. You got lucky. got lucky. You know, like say like you're a DB and say they overthrew, overthrew the ball. Overthrew the ball. Right? It, what people don't understand is I always talk about the sphincter muscle. Right? <laughs> I'm dead serious, Kenny. You think I'm crazy. No. you, you Because it ha- it's happened to it, me so many times. I remember playing against Peyton Manning. And they had Marcus Pollard. And I think the other tight end was uh, Dilger. And they were killing fat cats up the middle. And, you know, you come out and, and, in the first series and, and uh, we're playing at Indy. You know, they run a little bit, make a couple tackles. It's, you know, I, re- I always say, man, you really ain't got the ice off your legs yet. Well, he go up the seam on your boy, right? I get a, I get a bad read. I'm trying eyes to run bad. It. Eyes bad, feet bad. Feet bad, the whole line. You, you say, oh, you know what? Oh, yeah. I get on the horse and my head cocked back ready. <laughs> I see the ball go over, sailed over his head. Started slow. Got lucky. Sphincter muscle was this tight because – that could have been you on his highlight tape or me giving up a touchdown. But then after that, it just seems like instantly your body goes into, you know, you're warmed up, you're ready to go, and that's what you need. So I think if Nebraska had some more self-reflection, right, uh, self-motivating and stuff like that to where we got to get going. And sometimes you have to, like, over-talk yourself into doing it, like kind of fa- like uh, falsifying energy. Fal- you falsify right. energy. You like, see that a lot. right. You have to do it to get yourself going. See it a lot. Though. Right. False energy. Right. You know, when you have to. But me, I'm, me, I, was, I would put my headphones on. Right. Block out everybody. Yeah. And get focused. Right. And if, like you said, there's times where they miss a throw and you were beat. You're right. And you'd be like, this, you got, can't, this can't happen. It ain't happening no more. This right. can't happen. Yeah, wake it's up. It's time to wake up. Right. Whether it's an early game or a late game, you know, 
your, your mind has to be focused on the task at hand. This is what I wanted to ask you, man. Since when did time that we played, that, that the Nebraska's playing became a big deal? I don't ever remember even thinking about what time. All I want to know what time is, what time I got to get up, what time I got to go to meetings, and what time the game start. It's on. I didn't care what time it started. It could be 11 o'clock game, right. a noon game, a 1 o'clock game, or a night game. Man, I didn't I, care. What is it about players these days that it seems like it's conditional based on when the, when, when the games play? Well, they had an early game. No, it's not tough. Right. When you're about to bed at night, in the morning, be ready to go. Yeah, I mean, the wake-up call be if the game's at 11. Sleep in. No. So I wonder change. I mean, I remember, and I love Kenny Bell. I remember Kenny, they were interviewing Kenny about the game time, and he was like, "Oh, we hate our team. Hate you know, eleven o'clock games and so forth and so." I was like, "You lucky enough to play twelve at twelve games. At twelve games, and you worry about what time they are." Because here's why would you rather be playing a game or would you be rather run catching or going through this circuit? Playing a game. Exactly. Playing a game. So I don't care if it's at 7 in the morning. I'm up at 4. I'm up at 4. Right. So I, I just – I wanted to under – does that ever – in staff meetings about what time the game was? Down there? Or, a few times. A few times. And but. I do understand, like, you know, like, okay, here's an example. San Francisco going all the way out there. What time they play now? So that now that, that's, that's, legit. that's that's legit. legit. But when you play, or when you within your like Big Ten conference, it I mean, don't matter what time because you're not going too far. No, you're going to Rutgers, right? Yeah, you're going to Penn State, right? And if it's an eleven o'clock game, then you know you, you try to get it in their heads on on, on Thursday, right? It's a, it's a we have to travel there, right? It's an early game. It's an early game, so everything needs to be shut everything down. Everything needs to be shut down, right? At this time, you know, you start that on Thursday though. Right. You don't put it in their heads throughout the week. Right. Now it's in their head. But you start on Thursday, hey, we got an early game. Right. You know, start preparing for the game on Thursday night. So do they do they still do um, somewhat bed checks where they call, you know, like you call the DBs, make sure they're in their house now? Or, or you like have we, somebody personally knocking on the doors. Okay, good. Making sure they're yeah, all, making sure they know, ain't lights down out down at 10, 15. Yeah, kicking it. Kicking it. Trying to be a kaboom no. and stuff. <laughs> you can't nope. See, these little young whippersnappers think that they, they, they can do that and finish out a game. It, it might help. You might get through one. But it's going to catch get, up with you. Yeah, it's going to catch up to it's you. And when, and when the bottom's out, you be looking horrible. I always horrible. say, you know, if, you, if you're worried about the hard work of, of, of uh, discipline, that pain of regret is serious. Very serious. And that's what I think a lot of players either leave Nebraska or they feel after the season – and it's because I don't think they ever really truly sacrificed enough. And sometimes you don't want to have to force them to do it. You'd like them to be so motivated by winning that they do do it, man. So that's a, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, that's, I always wanted to ask somebody is like, you know, did that come up in staff meetings? Cause I didn't, I wondered if it came through the staff now that I know it doesn't, it was just in the player's head. I think they like, you know, it's one thing to be finicky, right? You know, like you like playing, you know, of course, nobody likes playing in the conditions that they played up in Buffalo where it's slippery. I don't mind playing in cold games. I wouldn't have liked to play defense in that type of game because it's slippery. It's slippery. Right? Office so is that advantage. It's, it's, it's office that advantage. is a super advantage. But you still got to play. That's I can understand, right? But the time of day, <laughs> I would be so excited to play a game and ready to go. I wouldn't care what time it was. And a lot of, to be honest with you, Kenny, I really like the, the night games. But I hate waiting. 
I hate the wait, but I like the night game. Right. That's what I the am. The wait yeah. throughout the day just sitting around. Right. But then you get – again, you get to watch other games. Other games. So you don't have to – hopefully have, you have the same mistakes or something. make the or, same or, mistakes. Or some upsets. Or some upsets. Because that will wake you up too. As much as we talked about them plays, you know, if you see a team that you like, oh, yeah, we might have to play them in a bowl game or we've got to play them in a couple of weeks and they get taken down to the wire, oh, then you, your whole pattern whole, is off there. Your, whole, mind, your well, whole mindset changes. Yeah. But it, that's good, though. It, it's, it's, it's a good thing because yeah. you, you get to watch all those games. Then you get to see guys, a DB or some whatever position you play, get beat or something happens. You're like, I can't let that happen. Tonight. Right. That cannot happen tonight. Do you think one of the biggest differences between, I guess, I mean, you can't really talk about other teams because you're not in, on their staff, but let's just say the difference between a team that's been here at Nebraska reaching their potential versus not is that kids don't indulge or engulf themselves into watching football, studying football. Like they love they, like the love of football. I don't think there's enough kids right that love the game of football. Right. The the sacrifices you have to make. Or to go to the next to the next level. Right. The next it, step. Past what they did to get here. Yes. Right. I don't I don't think there's enough. So the, so I don't want to put words in your mouth. A lot of kids once they get here, they feel like that's enough. Yes. Yeah. They feel like just being here is enough. enough. And then they want – I always say they, 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 uh, they have champagne taste with beer budget. With beer their budget. beer budget is their effort. Yeah, they won't stay, yeah. but, they, but their preparation it's is baloney. baloney. <laughs> and not even a not fried, even fried, fried baloney. <laughs> just regular cold baloney. Right. Yeah, with, 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 with uh, moldy bread, bread and no mustard. No mustard. No mustard, man. I'm, this game, it's, 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 it's time-consuming. It is. People, Very, people, people don't understand how – Time-consuming it is. Not for the student-athlete, Yeah, so time-consuming. You don't get the regular college experience. No, you don't. Um, and, and people don't understand this about football is you play 12 games a year, but 90% of your time is either practicing or preparing for those 12 games. Yes. Or you could even say since it's 12 games, it's that would be 80, 88% of your time. Is preparing for it. Whereas you play hockey. You, I mean, heck, you play Major League Baseball. You play 162 games. NBA, you play 82 games. Um, hockey, you play around that. You know, even if you play all these other sports, basketball, you play way more games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you, can, you can play the same game in the offseason. So if you're an NBA basketball player, you're playing year-round because you can go play, you know, they, they, they get those games where, you know, they play in the summer leagues and summer stuff leagues. like that. But that's and, just for the rookies in the, in the second well, they, year. Well, for the rookies, but, you know, they'll have the uh, – like where they play out in L.A. Oh, and they have the rec basketball. Yeah, you can go play rec basketball. Right, anywhere. But football, you have yeah, to be. You go, there's only – I always tell people like this. They ask why, you know, I haven't really got into coaching. Um, is because, number one, the mindset of kids these days, they're, they're not savages. And, that's, and, and they don't want to be brought to savage mode. Most of them don't. Secondly is there's only one way to play football, the right way. The right way. And no matter how change the rules, you can still play the right way within the confines of the rules. And I think a lot in the teams that are successful in high school, college, and pros, they understand it and they just keep going about it. And the teams that always try to figure it out a different way, I always talk about the, you know, I don't know. Did you guys did you have uh, that one class where everybody had a Greek mythology? Did you have the, did you take Greek mythology? You didn't? No. That was a booster. <laughs> hey, Kenny. 
the answers to all the tests have been there. I, I think I went to the class three times. That was the first day, the middle of the semester test, and, and the, the final, oh, and I got 100%. Yeah. And the, the analogy is playing football the right way within the confines is regardless of how you get there is take that answer to the test, go in there and get you an A. But the person that fails is wants to go in there on their own. They have a brain fart and they get 70% and they get beat. Now that might now the now the statute of limitations of me getting that A is over. My great, you know, I already got I already got you're, my certificate. You already got your certificate. Yeah, you ain't getting it back. Yeah, I ain't, you ain't Reggie bushing me, so <laughs> it's all good. So you know, but uh, it, God bless that teacher. He knew you know you know he's like, hey, you in this class? Yeah, I'm here. Give me my A. Anyways, that was a good segment. We're gonna go to a break and then we're gonna come back for our last quick segment before the weekend starts. I'm gonna probably go in there and raid this uh, butcher shop here shortly. Jay Foreman, Kenny Wilhite from the Mercado. Come down here. You got 20 minutes to sign up for the signed Mike Rozier jersey. You guys can get in. It's only good until 20 minutes. We're going to announce the winner in this next uh, segment. Jay Foreman and Kenny Wilhite will be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.